This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know, at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. The AJ's kind enough to have playoff projections for high school football in the daily uh, newspaper today and does not list Coronado as having any kind of projections. But I got to... I got a communique into uh, our man Garrett Luft. Okay. Okay. So he, if anybody's going to know, he would know all the ins and outs. Of course, he's one of the hosts of the Saturday Morning Quarterback along with Andres Flores. But Mr. Luft, I think, specializes in being able to look down the line and go, if this, 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 and then coin flips and penetrations and points allowed and points scored and boom, voila, there it is. So he'll be able to. He'll be able to tell us a yes chance, no chance, all those kinds of things. Uh, according to the AJ, Friendship projected to play El Paso Eastlake in Class 6A Division Two, and uh, Lubbock Cooper, El Paso Bel Air in uh, Class 5A Division One. Uh, Estacado in Class 4A Division One projected to play El Paso Bowie at this point. Of course, all these things kind of depend on, on what happens over the next, you know, 48 hours, let's just say, between tonight and tomorrow night and uh, all the all the different results and coin flips and things along those lines. Uh, we also get this. New Deal travels to post tomorrow to try to remain undefeated in district play. So that'll be... Nice. That'll be a big one. Uh, Brownfield and Muleshoe uh, also expected to play each other in uh, Class 3A Division One. This is according to the AJ's projection. And Shallow Water versus La Mesa. Uh, is already locked in in Class 3A Division One, So a lot of area schools and uh, some city schools, just not very many LISD schools. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like one at, at this point. But maybe maybe Coronado can slip in there. But that would be, that'd be a, that's a, obviously a down, down year. Uh, somebody says nothing from New Home. Uh, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned 15, and there's going to be somebody that mentions the 16th that you don't mention. So sure. I apologize for that. Um, I think New Home's really good. Uh, they're probably going to get in somewhere, I guess. Uh, New Home versus Rawls in Class 2A Division Two. So there you go. And not to leave the whirlwinds out, Floyd Data versus Farwell. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Here is the communique uh, from from uh, Garrett Luft. He's, he's got all it is. Beat Tascosa, and there's a good shot, but not guaranteed, because Caprock likely loses to Cooper. Lose to Tascosa, Monterey has to beat Amarillo for its first win of the season, forcing a three-way tie between Caprock, Amarillo, and Coronado for third spot. And I'm not sure at this point uh, of the tiebreaker. And he says this, New Home, hey, you New Home fan out there, better not sleep on ropes tomorrow, according to Garrett Luft. Okay. Okay, so Coach Luft. He let him know. He let him know. That's don't, good. I don't pre- sleep. I'm so, sure they appreciate the warning. So uh, today, DJ Mann can say to his team, can go out here and beat Tascos and then we'll let the chips fall where they may, and his team can go back to him and say, so you're saying there's a chance? Yes. Well, I guess so. You're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Here's that way. Yeah. 6.34 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center. Chat line, go to... Uh, Double T ninety seven three dot com to participate uh, via the Double T ninety seven three mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. I uh, wanted to get your pick your brain on what you thought about the news with Gonzaga and uh, Big Twelve talks. That was uh, that was interesting reveal yesterday that potentially the Big Twelve uh, would uh, invite Gonzaga to join the Big Twelve conference. At least they were. There were talks between Brett Yormark and uh, the Gonzaga athletic director. They met in person last week. Gonzaga does not play football. Yeah, I feel like I don't have any issues with them kicking the tires on it, but I I don't know why you would want to bring somebody in that's not a football school. Yeah. 
Uh, apparently, Gonzaga. Unless you're giving them a small portion of the payout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Standiford, he's the Gonzaga athletic director, was uh, in Frisco. Uh, Gonzaga was going to play Tennessee in a scrimmage, according to sources. Um, the ESPN article says that the Yormark promise of uh, aggressive and be open for business uh, kind of backs up this move. Um, what you want? Let me ask you this. So, so you would say Nick say on Gonzaga um, to the Big 12 because they don't play football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, if you were going to do it, I would say you, you just have to offer them just way, 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 way less than you're offering the other schools. Mm-hmm. You know, and their yearly payout. Mm-hmm. Because, again, most of that money's coming from football. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't know what the percentage is, but my... <laughs> My guess is it's 80 plus or 80% plus. Sure, sure. You know, that the football is. Yeah. But that would certainly make for a pretty, I mean, it's already a stout basketball league. Yeah, no doubt. And, it, and, the and other, they would fit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they would fit. I mean, they they would help what you did during basketball season. It's just, that's not where all the money's coming from. Right. Yeah. I also heard. Um, Towards I mean, the tail. I guess I guess I could yeah, I could buy into it and and not be dis- that disappointed if it was if if again they weren't getting as an equal payout to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've already. I mean, there's the the four that are coming in won't get an equal payout from the beginning. They'll be and I don't know what the percentage is, but it won't be won't be the same as what you know Tech and Baylor and the others are getting. You know, moving moving forward, they'll be a they'll be stepped as they come kind of come into come into play. Um, but when you're talking about the the new the new Big Twelve deal with ESPN and Fox, talking upwards of fifty million dollars just from TV, yeah, you know that's real money, sure. uh, you know to uh, kind of help help things along. Well, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see if uh, Gonzaga came in. But see, I really and I, I think I think this is going to end. The, the Thank- baseball program is is solid as well. They'd be a great addition for the baseball. Mm-hmm league as well the um i don't know about any other sports be honest with you okay i don't know if they're good in women's basketball or i got no track idea. and field mm-hmm. or anything like that yeah i'm sure, sure sure they've got their individuals that are pretty good but from what we know i mean i mean like you said baseball has been good and basketball has been outstanding for them um I, the thing i'm gonna i think not like kind of moving forward is that you'll have an unbalanced schedule, but that's just that's just going to be the way it is. And, and by that, I mean you're not going to play home and home in basketball. Yeah, well, and and you know it's going to be that way, same way it was when you were uh, mm-hmm. you had the north and south sure. divisions. It's mm-hmm. not going to be equal all the time. Everybody's not going to play an equal schedule. And then with football, it looks like it's going to rotate. And I, I, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm okay with that. I think I'd rather. I think I'd rather kind of rotate through so that you play everybody of, you know, and, and maybe it takes two years to do that. You have your set rivals that you're going to play, whether it's, you know, in our case, TCU and, and Baylor and, and Oklahoma state, let's just say you've got at least those three, uh, probably Houston, um, and whether it's football, baseball, basketball, whatever. And, um, and then you're going to play the new schools, and then some of the non, you know, the, some of the other schools that you've been playing: Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State. Um, I think I'm good with that, as opposed to having a north-south where it always seemed like in football the north was weaker than the south, yes. substantially weaker mm-hmm. in some cases. Yep. Um, and so I think that I think over the test of time it becomes fairer you know, in terms of the level of competition, especially in football. And I think that's really what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, more so than, than anything else. So, I don't know. I guess uh, I was kind of surprised. I will say this. I mean, man, it's sure. And the other thing that they talked about was Gonzaga going to the Big East, which makes no sense at all. Goodness. <laughs> you talk about travel. <laughs> Wouldn't you have to change the name East at that point? I think so. Yeah. Just the big, the Just big conference, big country, conference. Big, big country comes the whole country. Con- yeah, conference. The whole country go. conference. All right. Uh, this day in sports history is next. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 
37-34, overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Get a secret word here in just a moment, but first, Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1926 because legendary baseball figure Ty Cobb resigns as the Detroit Tigers manager. He, re- he was replaced by George Moriarty. He's the first to hold Major League Baseball's four principal jobs, being player, umpire, scout, and manager. Ty Cobb was an umpire? Uh, Ty Cobb was an umpire. I was shocked by that, too. <laughs> That's interesting. I wonder how that went over. 1934, New York Yankees first baseman Lou Gehrig wins the American League Triple Crown after hitting 363, 49 home runs, and 165 RBI. But Philly's ace catcher Mickey Cochran wins the AL MVP, who hit 320, two home runs, and 76 RBI. Because that makes all the sense in the world. Why? That's rather interesting. Not to be outdone. 1942 says here, hold my beer. Ted Williams wins the American League Triple Crown, Mm -hmm. 356, 36 home runs, and 137 RBI. Yankees pitcher uh, Joe Gordon is the AL MVP. Goodness. You don't have his numbers? I don't have his numbers. I don't care what they were. They weren't Triple Crown. Sure, right. Well, I mean, he played a different position. The first guy you were talking about another hitter. This right. time if I mean what if the what if the pitcher was thirty and two? Then maybe that beats out a triple crown. I don't I'm not saying it does, but maybe it does. If it's another hitter, there's no way. I don't have a problem with a pitcher winning the uh MVP award, even though they're only in theory playing every five days. I Justin Verlander, the times that he, the time that he won, absolutely deserved the AL MVP. There was no doubt about it in any one shape or form. You win the triple crown; it should be your award. Joe Gordon was the was the pitcher, right? AL MVP, yes, nineteen forty two. Hmm. I got his. I'm going to give you stats here. Keep going, Jeff. Keep going. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not showing Joe Gordon as a pitcher. It's showing him as a second baseman. But 1953, Major League Baseball Rules Committee restores the sacrifice fly rule that was eliminated in 1939. The rule says the sacrifice fly is not charged as a time at bat. That's good. 1968, New York Jets kicker Jim Turner lands six field goals and an extra point to beat the Buffalo Bills 25-21 to at Shea Stadium. 1975, Chris Everett became the first tennis player to achieve the number one ranking as the WTA Tour Rankings debut. She would hold the top spot for 26 weeks. 1987, Oakland A's first baseman Mark McGuire wins the American League Rookie of the Year award with 49 home runs, 118 RBI. He is the second AL award unanimous winner. The first was Carlton Fisk in 1972. And on this day in 1993, Greg Maddox becomes the first pitcher since Sandy Koufax to win the National League Cy Young Award in successive Major League Baseball seasons, and the first one to do it with two different teams, hmm. 92 with the Cubs, 93 with the Braves. It is National Sandwich Day, so you know, have a sandwich, not a hot dog. No oh boy. Do you have a favorite sandwich, Jamie? Grilled cheese with bacon. Okay. I'm not a big sandwich guy. Happy birthday to Phil Sims, who's 68. Roseanne Barr is 70. Dwight Evans, 71. Kyle Seeger, 35. And Ty Lawson is 35. And on this day in 2014, one World Trade Center officially opens mm. in Manhattan. And that is this day in sports history. All right, that little uh, sounder indicates that it's time for our secret word of the day. Your chance to win a local radio contest from here in Lubbock, Texas, America, courtesy of Double T 97.3 and the Home Zone, where they make your house a home. 
We're going to give away $10,000, and that's going to be two weeks from manana, okay? So be, uh, be listening for that, um, and uh, we'll give you the, uh, all the scoop on uh, where to go, and Jamie's going to be emailing qualifiers. But right now, you can get qualified to win by entering Nittany Lions. Mm -hmm. Nittany Lions into the Double T97.3 site where the uh, secret word is. Go to DoubleT97.3.com. Nittany, N-I-T-T-A-N-Y, Lions, the traditional way, L-I-O-N-S, L-I-O-N-S, okay? Nittany Lions. All right. Mm-hmm. Not L-Y-O-N-S, L-I-O-N-S. Yes. Okay, there was a town called the Lion, and they were the Lion Lions. Okay. Good name for them. L-Y-O-N, Lions, right. Yeah, the... As long as they weren't the Lying Lions. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Don't be lying, you Lions, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, So, Double T97.3, the home zone, invites you to participate in our secret word contest. Go to DoubleT97.3.com. You could win $10,000. Enter in Nittany Lions, and we'll have another one of these terrific words at 8 o'clock, no, 8.45 this morning, 8.45. And it's another word that I'm going to have to spell for you because I don't think if I gave you this word, you'd be able to spell it. Many many people wouldn't be able to spell this word. Okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, the stuff on Joe Gordon that I saw is he played second base for the Yankees. He hit 322, 18 home runs, 173 hits, drove in 103. But this article says his, quote, all-around play overshadowed the triple crown season of the Red Sox, Ted Williams, who finished second. Yeah, he must have been one heck of a defender to he even must be have considered been. if you're talking about a guy who won the triple crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he like uh, Ted Williams, would go on to be a manager, but not very good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, to my recollection, one year as a manager. Okay. 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 Uh, this, this little listener on listener, uh, assault here, having Ty Cobb as an umpire must have been like having home finder as an umpire. Hey, speaking of attitude, how was, uh, how was, uh, George Christopher Sneed's attitude yesterday? Was it a little sour? He's fine. Is he? Okay, good. Yeah. Came in, they talked sports for an hour. Came in and talked sports for an hour. That's, that's good. All right. Uh, Jeff Haxton told me that he also uh, voted against uh, Mr. Sneed in the costume contest, who lost by two votes. So, sorry. I don't think you are. (laughs) It's all good, Bull, but my understanding was, according to the chat line, it sounded like he was a little sour. Maybe he's just upset with me, and if if that's the case, then I, I don't want any... I don't want any bad bread between or bad vibes between the morning drive and the bottom line. So we'd hate for that. Yeah, we'd hate for that. Maybe we a little to... weird, especially since you sit next to somebody who's on that show for oh, two hours. Oh, I know. Hours. Well, he, he, he's the... And I sit next to somebody who's on that show for two hours, for three hours. In there. In there. It'd be a little weird. <laughs> Chuck over there uh, throwing darts at people and Jamie and I have to sit with it. Uh, somebody asked me off the Yates Flooring Center chat line how the concert was last night. We went to Chicago last night, not the city, the concert over at, uh, right down the street of Buddy Holly Hall. And uh, a number of Morning Drive listeners, Jamie, I met, some, uh, met a female Morning Drive listeners were walking in the door. Shout out to her. Okay. And then okay. Met, met some other ones as well. So, you know, they were, they were sprinkled through the hall last night. Okay. Were they? They were sprinkled through the hall last night. Yeah. And it was, uh, and they, I did not have to rush the stage. Okay. They did play. Um, does anybody know what time it is? Saturday in the park and uh, the encore was uh, 25 to 6 to 4. Okay. Because the lucky lady is like, okay, this is going to be the last song. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's going to be 25 to 6 to 4. And sure, damn enough, I was right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor woman. <laughs> poor, poor woman. Yeah. Poor woman. 6.54 this morning here on the morning drive. Somebody says, go Astros, second no-hit World Series. Yep. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, yeah. especially at a time when you really needed a W. So mm-hmm. 
No doubt. Christian Javier, great job. It was the first combined no-hitter in uh, World Series history. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. There you go. They'll uh, get after it again tonight from Philly. And uh, Astros will look to take a 3-2 lead tonight with uh, Justin Verlander against Noah Syndergaard. That'll be tonight. You'll hear it. After Red Raider football on Double T 97.3, that's at 6 with the head coach, Joey McGuire. Look forward to that tonight at 6 from 6 to 7. And then the World Series this evening after that. Is- You're listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Wait. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it was impressive? It was, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It <laughs> kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. With Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Um, there's been some made of this, but maybe not a whole lot made of this of uh, the Sonny Dykes, uh, Texas Tech connection. Um, is it is it just me or does it seem like that that's not been as played up as maybe you would, would have thought? And, may, and maybe it's just the, the time that has gone on from when he was here as an assistant and when his dad coached here. Um, it's not being talked about a lot? Is that no, what you're saying? Saying, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not saying like it's this major story or anything. It just... Um, we hate to- TCU. He's the coach of TCU. So, as of right now, we're we're not rooting for him. No, 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 no. And I don't mean Peri- that by period. I don't mean yeah. I don't mean that by any stretch of the imagination. When he I mean, goes just, somewhere else, we'll root for him again. Okay, I but just, we're not rooting for him now. Well, I, I know that, and I'm not yeah. I'm not rooting for him. I don't mean to insinuate that. Yeah, at no, all. I, I I'm not saying, but I don't I don't know what what else is there to tell in the story. No, I don't know. I just uh, I guess I find it interesting, but you know, to a to a degree, to a degree. I mean, because I'm because because it just what. <laughs> Which which part? I mean, uh, he obviously coached here, and his dad's a legend here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know what, what else it seems say, like. Right? Seems like a good dude, and that's all you can say, right? That's that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I and imagine then, it'll get brought up during the broadcast. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. I don't. It's also been brought up every time that. But people, tech fans don't want to hear about it. No, we don't care. He's the no. enemy now. Right. No, and, yeah. and I get that. Um, and, and I don't even know if he's. I don't even know if he's like a chip off the old block in terms of his, because I've never, I don't, have not really heard him say a whole lot. It doesn't seem like he's, he doesn't have those spike-isms, you know, mm-hmm. that it's, that people, that people found Coach Dykes endearing to. And maybe he's not old enough to have the spike-isms yet. Like, well, got to get the ox out of the ditch and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, you, Coach you know Dykes was obviously a special he was, personality. He was a, he was a lot of fun. Kind of a unique, I mean, because... Mm-hmm. His son Rick wasn't. His son Rick was not like that at all. I don't think you have to be old to have those. Okay. First of all, there's plenty of Chuckisms that we can come up with. <laughs> wait, wait. I mean, there's a. I mean, Nobody there's a lot really. of things that Tadlock says that are kind of you know his his little verbiage. Yeah. And he, I don't consider him old. Do you think he would consider himself colorful though? Coach Tadlock? <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Not a, not, a, not at all. No. No. I mean, I think Coach Tadlock. I don't know that I would consider him colorful. <laughs> yeah. I just think he has some fun sayings. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah but so do you. He's got kind of a dry humor, Coach Tadlock, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that's probably fair. You know, dry. And we're. Not, I'm not sure, uh, you know, like Coach Adams, I'm not sure that, I mean, he looks like an accountant over there. Um I don't you know, know. I don't know enough about Coach Adams to know if he's right. got he's got dry sense of, humor, sense yeah. of humor, or anything, yeah. anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, or Coach McGuire. Well, I think we see it. I think we. I think he's kind of one of these guys. You, what you see is what you get. Kind of. That's my perception. I find him to be a, a gregarious kind of guy. I bet he would be. I bet he would be fun at a at a at a party. You know, just you know. Yucking it up with people. I think he'd be. I think sure. he'd be a good yucker. Okay, that <laughs> sound like Ashby now. He'd be a good yucker. <laughs> um, you know, I, don't, I think Coach Adams would be kind of a guy that you just see, see him back in the corner of the bar, and they go, "Oh, there's Coach Adams." You know, that's maybe what I, so. That's maybe what, so. Anyway, because you know, Spike was one of those guys that 
um, like I said, I mean, it was, yeah. I just I don't I don't I don't think there's hatred from hatred mm-hmm. from Coach Dykes towards Texas Tech, and I don't I don't think Texas Tech fans hate Coach Dykes, but we're surely not rooting for him, mm-hmm. and so I, the stories. I mean, everybody in Lubbock knows who he is and sure. yeah. and and who his dad was and yeah. all the above, but it's it's not. I'd be curious, and I don't. Or not, there's nothing new to the story. I don't, I'd be curious about this. Why do they call you Sonny? You know, why do they call you Sonny? Did not like the given name that your dad gave you? Or? What's his real name? I don't I don't know. Did we ask the same thing to Coach Cumbie? Well, you no, we didn't, but I assumed know. his name was Sonny. I think it's I think it's something else like Winifred or something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to tell you here in just two shakes. Uh Daniel Sonny Dykes. Okay. Daniel Dykes. Like, if you called him Danny, would he be mad? Just by the fact that he goes by Sonny, I would say yes. <laughs> Never, ever heard him called that before. Yeah. Danny. Yeah, mm-hmm. Danny. Danny Dykes, you know, is over there on the sideline. Danny Dykes calls timeout. And Sonny just sounds better. Right? Sonny just, it just, just sounds better. You know, I'm going to tell you what Spike's given name was William Taylor Dykes. So Billy and Danny, father, son, coaching. Um, and Sonny Cumbie was really Sonny. Was it? Sonny Jack Cumbie. Somebody asked this. Um, and still th- is. Do you think Sonny is hurt that Texas Tech didn't offer him the head coaching job? Uh, somebody else says, I understand Tech did offer, and he turned us down to stay in DFW. Um, I think I, I think he looked at this and went, "There's why, why touch this thing with a 10-foot pole? Because I think that... Um, I just don't. I just don't. No think matter the success he would have here, it wouldn't eclipse his dad. No, I and just, no matter. And if he failed, it whoa, would. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I mean, his dad didn't have that. His dad, his dad got fired here. Let's remember. He's that. never going to get out of his dad's shadow here. That's probably okay. fair. He could win the I national that, championship, and it, it's uh, still. I think if he won the national championship, that that people would say, "Oh, it looks like we got it. Looks yeah. like we got the ox out of the and ditch." He, <laughs> you remember, Sonny? He didn't. Sonny's dad used to coach here. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> there'd be a spat statue of 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 Sonny, not Spike, right? <laughs> Fair. He's not going to get out of his dad's shadow here. He had his all dad the had a big personality, clearly. Right. Clearly. Clearly. And he beloved, beloved. And somebody else said Sonny was never offered the tech job. I believe that. I do not believe that. Now, what, did he have interest? Did they did they think about it? Sh- sure. I'm sure they did. I mean, he was he's successful in his own right, not not just because, you know, his own last name. But, I mean, let's face it. I mean, he walked into a pretty good situation at TC. He also knew some of that TCU situation because obviously he's there at SMU and then he was there as an analyst for Gary Patterson, mm-hmm. you know, for a period of time. So, yeah, I, 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 I guess I felt like at the time it was probably best if tech stayed away from Sonny Cumbie and probably for Sonny come, or excuse me, Sonny Dykes. And it would probably be best for Sonny Dykes to just, um, I'm going to go elsewhere. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I think yeah. so. Too. I think Jeff's right in saying that he, you know, he would have. I don't know. Just there's the shadow of his dad or whatever mm-hmm. that would have just hung there. Not to say that he couldn't have had success. I don't know. Yeah. And if he doesn't coach here, everybody still gets to have good feelings. Yeah, there's sort of that. You know, the difference of how things went with other coaches that were former Red Raiders, right? Right, didn't go yeah. so great with. Coach Kingsbury and uh, Coach Whitaker. Somebody says this, Chuck. Aren't you the one that downplays what Spike did here because of lack of wins? I just, I, I don't. You, I, I mean, I don't I, get. I it. think I've been fair on that. Yeah, you. You often mention that he was fired. Well, most coaches ultimately end up being. Fired I'm just saying it end. wasn't pretty when it ended here. Okay, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can get lost in the moment. I mean. Again, what he did here and what he had to go through here because of lack of money and things like that, it's pretty well documented. I mean, it's a it's in in terms of what the commitment was to to football here. I just think, you know, at the end of the day, it it did not end well. Yeah. And it wasn't like there were years of, you know, 10-win seasons or anything right. like that. We were in that era 
pretty mediocre, mm-hmm. you know, consistently in the postseason, consistently going to a bowl game, but there were a lot of six and fives and that going on at that point. And, and, in, and in fairness, back when you were just playing 11 and, yeah. and six and sixes and all that good stuff. And, you know, at that point, it was still fun, though. <laughs> there were there were there were times when it was fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I had I had fun with this. Did you? Okay, I did. Okay, there was. I mean, I can just tell you there were some seasons there that weren't so fun. Um, yeah, it was like you always have an upset. You'd beat Texas or A and M pretty much every year. One of them felt like, and you know, you'd go to a bowl game, and our expectations would be that you were going to be six and five, and it would be a awesome Saturday night when we beat Texas or A and M. And that's what it was. And uh, our expectations have changed. Greatly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no no question. 725. Jamie's got a question for us. We'll talk more tech and TCU um, this morning here on the morning drive. Also want to, I've got some hypocrisy that I want to talk about too in the world of sports as well. We'll get to that this morning here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. All right, my question for you today is involving the Big 12 Conference Mm -hmm. and expansion. Okay. When you get to the point when you are a 12-team conference, Mm -hmm. minus Texas and Oklahoma, are you still wanting the Big 12 to add more teams? to the mix or are you wanting to stick with that 12? Well, I think now that you have this new TV deal that takes you to through 2031, okay? And presumably it's if you add more teams then it goes up proportionally so that you're not just taking the pie and cutting it in smaller pieces. I think you have the opportunity to be um, a little more choosier, okay? Okay. Okay. It's kind of like the Jif peanut butter. It was kind of like choosy. Choosy moms choose Jif. Yeah. Choosy moms choose Jif. I think you can be a choosy, choosy commission, a choosy conference. And so by that, I mean, you don't necessarily have to take Colorado per se or Arizona or Arizona state. You could go after, if you wanted to Washington and Oregon and say, we're going to stop there or Utah or whatever. Um, so I guess from my standpoint, I don't necessarily think that you want to stop growing, but I think that you could be more selective. So I I kind of like the fact that you're, I think you're in a really good spot. And I think it's because you've got this TV deal done. You know, you know, you're together until 2031. Okay. So there are some things that are <laughs> negative about me. And I acknowledge those. And one of them being that I am pretty good at holding a grudge. Okay. That's good I thing. want the Pac-12 to die. <laughs> Not a quick, easy, I, slow, painful death. I want to pick them apart over a decade. What's your beef with the Pac-12? Yeah. Be All the flirting that they did with Big 12 teams when the Big 12 was in despair and then said, ah, we don't really want you. Did you want the tech to go to the Pac-12? I wanted a a landing spot at that point, and I wasn't sure the Big 12 was going to be one. So I'm not even sure we needed one. The Big 12 turned into one, a landing spot, by bringing in other teams. Mm -hmm. And now I want to enact a little revenge. And revenge is a dish best served cold. (laughs) And it gets cold out here in West Texas. Wow. Feels a little bitter there. I said it was a flaw of mine. Yeah, no, right. No, <laughs> it's fair. I think I'm happy with the twelve. Okay. I think I'm I'm good with what we can. If we can uh, keep it strong with those twelve, I I like the conference. I think it's going to be a fun conference. It doesn't feel like you have any big bullies running the conference. It feels equal. It feels like across all sports, you're going to have it's it's going to be competitive mm-hmm. 
I, I, I like it. I, I like the group. Um, I also think it would be good for college football or college athletics and as a whole to just have a solid conference on the West Coast. So unlike Jeff, I don't necessarily, I'm not sitting here as a Big 12 fan wanting the Pac-12 to implode. Sometimes they say dumb things and that and I do have that feeling a little bit where I'm like, that's such a dumb comment that their commissioner's making or, you know, I think about the arrogance of Cal or, you know. Stanford. Stanford. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that'd be fun if you had nowhere to go. Um, but for the most part, I, I think it I think it would be good if they stayed in it. Yeah, I, and I, I am certainly more about having this regional aspect of things where if you wanted to drive to a football game and see something, I mean, for the most part, you can get to Oklahoma State and Baylor, TCU, Houston reasonable, although going to Houston is almost as far as going to KU or K-State. It's crazy how that it's crazy how that works. Just tells you how big the state is. It's a big state. You know, um, but I, in terms of flying halfway across the country, just be able to go to a regular season football or basketball game I, I think that i think that hurts college sports um that you're not able to do that as readily as you were previously mm-hmm. and i think and i there's a part of me that wonders too at what at what point in time does does the old revenue expense deal go where they just want hey we're really not interested in having fans cuz it's just it's too expensive for you guys to come to our stadiums. We have to hire workers. We have to hire concession people. We have to have working bathrooms. We're just gonna we're gonna play the field over here on a in a in a on a studio lot. Wow, what you drinking there? <laughs> My regular cup of Joe. You know that's that's the what I what I wonder because they they always say, hey the best seats in your house you know and and. You know, the bathroom's a few steps away. Your beer, cold drinks, or your chips, or your nachos, your your brisket is all it's all right there. Why why would you go anywhere? Why would you get outside your house? But I mean, people still go, and I'm thankful for that. Like we had sixty thousand people at our place last week. It was awesome. It, it wasn't very loud, but you know the team didn't give you anything to be loud about. Mm-hmm. I'm really cu- curious about this TCU crowd on Saturday what it's going to be what it's going to be like I mean it feels like this is what it feels like to me it feels like TCU has discovered like the people in the greater Fort Worth area oh hey we have a football team because it looks like everybody's like really jacked up I mean the from the you know the the townies to the to the kids you know the big noon kickoff thing whatever they call is going to be there from Fox Mm -hmm. and they it's like all of a sudden they realize by God, we're a football school. <laughs> Just like Texas Tech fans did with basketball. Sure, that's fair. Yeah, that's I I told you yesterday, common. I'm I'm gonna back off on criticizing other people's fans right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's a fair comment, but I mean, it's still it's still true. I mean, it's it's still true because I mean, there there've been times when they've had those aluminum I, seats where nobody's used them. Yes, and this football game, it's not going to be that way. Yeah, do you okay. think it's a number tough one? That's they're they're having success, mm-hmm. and number two, with all that went on this off season, and all that we have done with criticizing and questioning and challenging them, mm-hmm. and trying to take over their stadium, their fans are going to show out for this game more than ever, more than any game this year. Well, their I, fans will I, show out. I hope you're right about that because I, I hope there's I don't true sports hate. I I don't I hope the TCU fans don't show out and it's all red. No, but I mean I guess I look at it from just the, I was just kind of looking at it from the perspective of I think I think you need a rivalry and um you know with the loss of Texas and Oklahoma all these schools are going to be looking you need somebody to hate and I think this is good. Well, we definitely hate them. Yeah. yeah I don't think Do they hate our... us as much as we hate them? Do yes. You think? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll also say this: there were there have been a few moments as a Texas Tech fan that really stand out. The basketball game in Austin last year, mm-hmm. where it was basically a Texas Tech home game, no doubt. And even the broadcasters on TV were going, "Are we in Austin or are we in Lubbock today?" Like that concept. Mm-hmm. You have that with TCU most of the time. That's a fun feeling. 
I like that feeling. <laughs> Let's keep that feeling going. Um, okay. Those aren't bad moments for us. Mm-hmm. Th- those are, uh, we care more about our team than you do about yours. Do you think Saturday's going to be a tough ticket? Like if you just kind of walked it's into it. It's been a tough ticket since the beginning of the no, year. No, no, no. Because you had to I'm buy talking, the multiple tickets. I just think about, um, I just think about like day of game, like a couple of folks trying to get a couple tickets. Do you think it's going to be a tough ticket around the around the stadium? Or do you think there'll be people that'll be like, okay, whatever, just going to sell some tickets? I assume that every stadium you go to, you've got some guy out there. Mm-hmm. Standing with a sign that says, I need tickets. Standing next to the guy that says, tickets for sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm a firm believer that if you want to go to a game, just go to the go to the stadium site. You'll you'll be able to get in. Well, you got to pay out the wazoo. May, you may sure. not. No. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. It's been my experience that at the end of the day, we're like, when it, when it comes to getting time, even the ones that are scalping want to get in and see it. All right, seven forty this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, did Chuck hit his head? No fans due to rising costs of urinal cakes. Yes, that's right. I was trying to decide <laughs> where uh, Chuck's level of craziness hit there. If that was up with flat bases, or if that was just the normal level of crazy. I, I firmly believe that there'll be a point in time where there'll be we <clears throat> we've played this game in front of a live studio audience, and they'll be like smattering of fans. We play the game in front of a live studio audience now. I know, but it'd be still be called like, fans at the football game. It'll be like it'll we had be sixty thousand like, of them there this it'll be like past a, weekend. A small smattering of them. I think that's what they're wanting at some point in time. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big Twelve football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? If Tech does not win it this year. Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, we, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T ninety seven three and double T ninety seven three Um I thought this I thought this was laughable yesterday um when I saw this come out. And um it's kinda like, oh, okay, well this is way, way, way down the road here to try to be getting ahead of something. But um in in I guess they're going to adjudicate things at the end of this basketball season, which I I don't know really what's going to what's going to transpire here. But um, KU basketball announced yesterday that uh, Coach uh, Bill Snell Bill Self would be suspended for four games. Uh, I will say this: three of the games don't mean anything, and one of the game at least means something with regard to Duke, but. For Bill Self, I mean, this is pretty rich because he he's a guy that has said on numerous occasions and almost to the point where he's thumbed his nose at the NCAA. He hasn't thumbed it. He has thumbed his nose at it uh, and said I, that nothing went wrong here. But yet now fully agreeing with the suspension and what they're trying to do is make things easier on themselves for when this punishment comes down. So he and Curtis Townsend, who's one of his top assistants, are going to sit out the first four games of KU's basketball schedule. This is all in relation to the accusation of five level one violations tied to their relationship with Adidas. He'll miss uh, the game with Duke. Um, and then they'll he'll also miss North Dakota State, Omaha, Omaha, North Dakota State, and Southern Utah in that order. And then go from there. Sell said this, Coach Townsend and I accept and support KU's decision to self-impose these sanctions. And then goes on to say, we are in good hands with Norm Roberts, blah, 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 blah. I just feel like that, okay, obviously they knew that they've done something wrong because they kept him and Townsend from off-campus recruiting from April through July, okay? 
KU also didn't have any recruits that it's late night in the fog, which is their basically first night of basketball practice where they get to showcase. So I think it's a bit rich to now be so far down the line to be saying we're going to suspend our coach for four games. Well, my first thought was, I think your first thought was, wait a minute, Bill Self has said all along they didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why would they be putting in self-imposed sanctions right. if if you didn't do anything wrong? My second thought was, oh, this is good, because I'd given up. I'd given up that anything was going to happen to Kansas. And so Kansas by Kansas doing this, it says to me, oh, Kansas thinks something is coming. And so Maybe they're so. they're trying to, like you said, get in front of this mm-hmm. and um, impose some of these things and show the NCAA, hey, we we admit that we've done something wrong here. We're going to show remorse for it by doing this. And so that that says to me that Kansas believes that something's coming, and that that has me excited because, I, as I said, I had given up. I didn't think anything was going to happen. So some of these things go back to 2017, and some of these things would no longer be against the rules when it comes to name, image, and likeness and making money from endorsements and other things off the court, so to speak. Uh, the chancellor of the university says this, throughout this process, we've had ongoing conversations with all the involved parties. We believe the actions we are announcing today may move us closer to resolving this matter. We look forward to commenting further when this process is fully resolved. Until then, I want to reiterate our unwavering support of Coach Self and our men's basketball program. Of course he's going to say that. Of course he's going to say Bill Self's way bigger than the chancellor of the university. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he has he has no no choice but I, to say that. It comes across as very like, I, I hope we haven't offended Coach Self. Yeah. I hope we haven't offended Coach Self. <laughs> right. So I don't know, but they but apparently these sanctions are not going to be announced until after this season. Um so far in the in these particular proceedings with this particular investigation, um, Memphis and North Carolina State, uh, in September, they determined that Memphis Penny Hardaway did not violate any rules when it came to a star recruit. Other schools named in this particular case include Arizona, LSU, and Louisville. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the ruling on KU basketball, the I IARP will be discontinued by the NCA and schools cannot appeal the IARP ruling. Okay. I don't know. This, the IR, it's the independent accountability resolution process. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I just, I don't know if what they've done is enough soon enough. You know, if they'd have done this two or three years ago, it might be a, different set of circumstances but the way that they have basically said to the ncaa screw you they kind of deserve to get what they get yeah and i think it would mean a lot more if you if it was suspended for games that you know like the first four games of conference play or something like that Mm -hmm. i mean three patsies in a and the Duke game, game means something to him, but it's well, a it's a non conference. It's a non conference game. game. Yeah. It's no, not that big of a deal. You're right. You're, it's, you're, not, it's not that big of a deal. You're right. I mean, it's a highlight game for ESPN or game, whatever, yeah. but it, it doesn't mean that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but unfortunately, that, that's how this goes. It, that you suspend the next four games. It's not the most four important. It's not the ones that hurt the most. It's the next four. And as stupid as the NCAA is, they're at least consistent with that. That your suspension starts now. Yeah, and, and, you know, do we really think they're going to ban KU from postseason play? I do not. I do not. How can you not if Oklahoma State was no, banned? No, I, I, I know that. For I, one violation and Kansas has five. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you. And, and there's a part of me that would have said KU would have been almost far better off by saying we're going to we're going to we're going to ban ourselves from postseason play this year. I mean so you're thinking that they're not what's what's the reasoning that they're not going to be banned from postseason play? It's because it's taken just taken so long to get to this point that it's so watered down with now name image and likeness and everything else that I don't know maybe they're going to take away some money or take away some scholarships. 
Well, um, and they, and they, I think Kansas has, has done part of that in the band, haven't they? Didn't they, they take away one? Um, I thought they did. My, yeah, my, my, no, 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 they have. It's it's a reduction of three total scholarships to be distributed over the next three years. I mean, yeah, so to me that to me that's relatively nothing. Yeah, no, I agree. I that, agree. That's relative. That's relatively nothing. That's mm-hmm. like saying to your parents, "I won't eat Brussels sprouts for a week when you don't like Brussels sprouts." Okay, I just I don't feel like there's I don't think there's any teeth to this at all, but I don't I also wonder if because of the fallout because of Oklahoma State that they'll be given a a bit of a pass and that the sanctions will be less. The fallout. Well, just how everybody looked at Oklahoma State uh, and said, "Hey, these guys." The fallout it wasn't was- this. It wasn't this coach. It wasn't these players. And they were they were penalized for the sins of their fathers, basically. And, and okay, well, Kansas and, it was that coach. I understand that. Yeah, I understand. So, that. I just don't. So the fallout wouldn't the fallout be worse at Oklahoma State if they got that, and that coach was gone, and Kansas didn't get the postseason ban, and the coach is still there. I, wouldn't the fallout then from the Oklahoma State folks be even worse? Yeah, but I just, I just, I just wonder. I just wonder if the NCAA is going to take this kind of a, if they're, if they're going to do this again, where they say to a to a program, we're going to ban you from postseason play, because there's there's for as bad as they've been. I mean, Louisville was bad, LSU's bad, Arizona's bad, and I just, none of those none of those schools have really been punished yet. Yeah, you know, and I didn't think Kansas was going to get punished at all. Until yesterday. Yeah. And I'm like, Kansas clearly knows something's coming. They do. Clearly. clearly. I, I mean, I was I was dancing a jig after yesterday when I found that out. I was like, yes, Kansas knows they're going to get punished. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. And, just... and you're right. The players are different players. And mm-hmm. and, and and again, it's, it's hard to punish them, except for the fact that, I mean, when you're choosing to go to a university that you know is under investigation that's a risk that you take and i'm not maybe saying... you should choose a different school that's not under investigation so when you choose that school you take that risk and so if you get banned from the postseason even though you didn't do anything wrong well you maybe should have thought that out when you were choosing what school to go no, to. no question and i'm not saying they shouldn't be i just saying i don't think they will be because they deserve to be punished and you know, I they, don't know how they can punish Oklahoma State and not punish Kansas when clearly Kansas is admitting, yep, we did things wrong. We now did, they are. They're they fi- are now. Yeah. They finally are admitting. Yeah. And I have not liked at all how they've handled this situation. I think they should have fessed up a long time ago and the punishment might have been a little bit less, but they're going to potentially pay a handsome price. I just I don't know if the NCAA has the stones to do it. That'd be my That'd be my take. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.